It's time to step into the more that God has for you. This is Eunice Lai, and I would like to welcome you to today's episode of Beyond the Building with Laura Pereno and Debbie Kiever of the Beyond Women's Conference. Welcome back to Beyond the Building. We are excited to be in the month of January. Here we are in 2024, and we have started off this year Uh, with a series called Giants. Mm -hmm. Now, Debbie, you know, and I know that you are the same as me. Like we love digging deep into God's word Mm -hmm. and taking the time to glean out of his word as much as God will show us um, as we're studying. And that's what I really feel this uh, month is all about. We've got one story. It's Mm -hmm. David and Goliath, right? And we are digging deep and we are gleaning all the truth that God has for us in this season. And so I would encourage you, if you're listening to us today, you've just jumped into this giant series today. Haha, giant series. It is a giant series. (laughs) Um, If you missed the first two weeks, go back and start at the Mm -hmm. beginning, because this really does build on itself as we're going through here. But just for a quick recap, uh, the past two weeks, we've talked about the fact that we all have or have had giants in our story. You know, just like David was facing Goliath, we have all faced or dealt with um, what we could call giants, things, emotions, uh, feelings, behaviors, things in relationships that have really come against us that don't want to speak truth, that want to turn us away from the truth of God's word, that question our identity uh, and lead to us opening doors, honestly, through disobedience that allow the enemy mm-hmm. to have the right to harass us in different areas of our lives. We have all been in a place where we would have something that repetitively comes back over and over again. Yeah. And these, the story with David and Goliath, Laura, last week, we looked at, you have King Saul and the Israelite army that just repetitively listened to Goliath and did nothing about it. And yet David shows up and hears the taunting by Goliath. And he's like, am I the only person on the planet that this is bothering? It was just (laughs) such a dramatic difference in the responses to the giant that was in our lives. And I think we see the same thing um, among Christians, right? There are giants trying to harass all kinds of Christians and some people put up with it and some people deal with it. So we want to figure out, well, how am I handling, you know, the giants in my life, Israel, they were just listening And why did they not move forward? Because they did not have the correct estimation of the authority that they carried as the chosen people of God, God almighty, right? They were not embracing that and, and taking a stand based on that authority. And instead they just fled in fear. Whereas David, he understood who he served. And so when he hears the taunts, he immediately puts his hands up and rejects it. And he says, somebody's got to do something about this because he knew the authority that he carried and he stood up against Goliath. Absolutely. And what I love about what you were just saying, Deb, is it really comes back to authority, Mm -hmm. right? We talked at the end of of last uh, episode that it's all about where we put our eyes Mm -hmm. that is going to determine our response. Today, we're going to look at the one who has total ultimate authority And as we understand um, where the authority really lies, we're going to walk in the victory, right? If we, if we try to give authority in our story to the wrong authority, right? A false authority, then we're going to find ourselves spinning just like the Israelites did. 
But when we recognize who has the ultimate authority, then that's mm. going to impact our responses and how we battle the giants in our lives. It's kind of like, and I know we've all been there at some season or another when we are battling a giant, Deb, you know, it's kind of like you can, you can play around. Do you ever have those punching bags when you were a yeah. kid? I don't think I've seen them anymore in a long, long time. Uh, but you would like hit the punching bag and what would happen, right? It would bounce back up at you. And so sometimes we can feel with our giants in front of us, right? We hit it, it bounces back up. It hit it, it bounces back up. There's a difference when you understand the authority, the one who has the authority, mm -hmm. the true authority. It's the difference between punching the punching bag that's going to come right back up at you and actually giving a knockout punch mm -hmm. that is going to leave that punching bag flattened out on the ground, right? That's right. Never to come back again. And I think it's interesting because that's what that's what Goliath really was doing, right? He was like that punching bag that just kept coming mm -hmm. back, coming back again and again. And he was taunting God's people. But remember, he wasn't just challenging the armies of Israel. We looked last week at the fact he was actually challenging God himself. Mm -hmm. You know, the enemy does that. He may say that he has authority over you, which is what Goliath was doing. But he has no authority over the child of God, except in the areas where you believe his lies, mm. right? Now, it, it, we say, well, he still doesn't have authority over that area. Why does he seem to have victory in areas of your life that you struggle with? Because you're listening to him and you're believing that what you're hearing is true. Yep. It's authority that you're actually kind of passing over to him, like the right to beat you up. But the enemy does not have the authority over the child of God. And that's that's what we're going to be focusing today, because I think so often as believers, we find areas of our lives where we trust the Lord and we rely on that authority in our lives and we find victory in areas some of those giants that fall, mm -hmm. but there are some big giants in our lives. And we're like, we just can't seem to beat this one. We're always losing, you know? And I would challenge you to say, I think there's some underlying belief system that's incorrect where you're giving the enemy more credit than he should have. Mm -hmm. You know, Jesus said in Matthew 28, 18, that all authority has been given to him, Yep. right? To him. And that word all, it's a fancy Greek word. It means all. <laughs> like, <laughs> like there's not some for Satan and the rest is Jesus. All of it is his. And because he lives in us, his authority lives in us. We are to never go up against the giant on our own strength. Amen. D David figured it out, right? David figured it out. He knew the authority that he carried because it had been given to him by God and that he was able to go and face the giant. It's amazing, isn't it? It really is amazing. Recognizing authority changes everything really. Um, all right, let's keep reading. First Samuel 17, 34 to 37. But David said to Saul, your servant has been keeping his father's sheep. When a lion or a bear came and carried off a sheep from the flock, I went after it. I struck it and rescued the sheep from its mouth. When it turned on me, I seized it by its hair. Man, this is no punching bag that comes back, mm -hmm. right? <laughs> I struck it and I killed it. Your servant has killed both the lion and the bear. This uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them because he has defied the armies of the living God. The Lord who rescued me from the paw of the lion and the paw of the bear will rescue me from the hand of this Philistine. And Saul said to David, go and the Lord be with you. 
Now, what I love about David's uh, story here, what he shares, really his testimony, he's sharing a testimony that God had um, already met him in places where mm -hmm. he had significant struggle in front of him, right? And we could call it life experience. Like he had been with the lion, he had been with the bear, he had had a place where he needed God to step in. He needed an encounter with God and, and, and it happened. And so here we have really the recognition that every life experience that David was going through was actually training him for this giant that he was going to face. And really it's the same thing for us. Every life experience in our story is actually a training ground for the next giant that we will face um, as we walk with the Lord. Yeah. Remembering is so important to God. Think of all the times in scripture where we are encouraged to remember what God has done in the past. And so David is sharing that testimony. Remember this happened with the lion and the bear. I think he looked at Goliath as the next big kill. Mm -hmm. Like, like what's the difference between a lion or a bear? Goliath, you're just the next ob obstacle and you're going down. So he revisits though. The issue is not Goliath's attitude or personality or something. The issue is he's defying God himself. Like you got to know why a giant is worthy of killing, mm -hmm. right? Of destroying. And, and it was because of his defiance of God. And his confidence was because you are defying God himself. I know that God mm -hmm. himself is going to defeat you. Mm -hmm. And and right up front, he gives God credit in the past. He says, look, God helped. Help me get out of the situation with the lion and the bear. He helped me there. This giant's just next in line. Yep. Yep. That's exactly right. And when we, we look at David's story and then we look at our story, we recognize that you and I, we don't mm -hmm. have authority in and of ourselves. Neither did David, right? right? The The authority that he carried and the authority that we carry is not ours. It's Christ in us that gives us the authority that we have when we are battling these giants. Mm -hmm. We have the authority of Christ, you know? And that's, I think that's why Jesus said, right? You're gonna do greater things. Like mm -hmm. you have the authority on you uh, to go and do those things. And we as believers, right? We're filled with the presence of God and we're fully surrendered to him. Again, so, you know, as we're thinking about bringing this to our own story, we can think of the giants in our stories that have bothered us repeatedly. I just loved a couple of weeks ago when we talked about the fact that giants keep coming back, mm -hmm. you know, relentless. Yeah. So let's take a second. If you were with us in the first two uh, episodes, what is the giant that you identified? Maybe wrote in your journal. Uh, now let's think about that giant that keeps coming back. That giant is no match for God almighty, right? Mm -hmm. The authority that God is in you. That mm -hmm. giant is no match for mm -hmm. the God that, that you serve. You know, you said something, Laura, that we're filled with the presence of God, right? All of God is in us. We've heard the, the phrase where does God have all of you? Mm -hmm. Chances are the areas that you are holding back the control, you're holding back to, you're not surrendering. Those are the areas where you probably encounter the most giants. Mm, so you may good. say, well, I am a child of God. He is the whole presence of God is in me. Then why can, why is my mind racing? That's good. Why do I have no peace? And my challenge would be, have you completely surrendered your expectations and the outcome That's so to good. God? Because he's all in you, you know, That's right. for victory. So if, but he will also not arm wrestle you over control. That's right. That's right. 
you have to willingly give it to him. So I think that's, I think that's where we need to really think through deeply about our own struggles mm-hmm. with the giants. You know, I need to surrender everything. Let's pick up in verse 38. Then Saul dressed David in his own tunic. We know too, right? David, David was not a huge man, but Saul was big. The Bible yeah. describes him as a very tall man, yeah. not giant size, but he was a big guy. So just <laughs> picture his own tunic, right? He put on a coat of armor on him and a bronze helmet on his head. David fastened on his sword over the tunic and tried walking around because he was not used to them. Mm. I can't go in these, he said to Saul, because I'm not used to them. So he took them off and he took his staff in his hand, chose five smooth stones from the stream, put them in a pouch of his shepherd's bag. And with a sling in his hand, he approached the Philistine. Mm. It's like playing dress up. Nothing Mm. fits, right? Why would Saul insist that David wear his armor? I'll tell you what, I think it indicated, or it it was a, it's eye-opening that I think deep down Saul's confidence was still in man-made tactics, man-made protection, and not in the Lord, Mm. right? You will be safer, David, if you wear Mm -hmm. this armor, Mm -hmm. even though it doesn't fit you, you know, even though you're not used to it, I think you're safer. It just shows that his confidence is in something that's in the natural, not in Mm -hmm. God. And David, he's picking up, he's picking up what he's used to. I've been training with my stones and my slingshot. That's what's in my hand. That's what I'm comfortable with. That is what God used to take down the bear and the the lion. So our question for us is what has God already trained you to use in battle? And that's how you learn to use something because you've had hard things. What has he already trained you with? in battle, what is in your hands so that you're not trying to fight like somebody else would fight? Hmm. What's in your story? What's the chapters Hmm. prior to this chapter of this battle? What is he already used in your hands? Hmm. Well, I can share one. Okay. Uh, I remember, I I know I've shared on the podcast before, like the incredible insecurity that I uh, have dealt with, you know, most of my life. And I do feel like I am living fully free from that right now. But I mean, it took a long time to get there. Mm -hmm. And, um, I remember I was struggling with some stuff a while, a while back. I mean, I was still living in Delaware. I remember actually Emily was sitting next to me and she was probably in elementary school. So this is a very long time ago, right? She's 25 now. So, and, and I was kind of feeling some things going on and I was reading a Beth Moore book and, and I hadn't ever identified what I was going through at that time as insecurity or, um, a struggle with being liked and, and really it was, it was crippling. And I was reading this Beth Moore book for a whole different purpose. And she starts talking about her insecurity and how she struggled with it. And she said, you know, we usually walk into the room when we're at a party and we see the, um, and, and if you were to say who in this room struggles with insecurity you would probably look at the person who was sitting in the corner by themselves, maybe looks out of place. And you're like, oh, that, that woman clearly (laughs) is insecure. Right. And she said, well, actually, if you walk, she said, I realized that if you walk into a party and you, um, and this is exactly what it said in the book, like when you see the woman with the fake blonde hair, um, dressed really nice with the great shoes, carrying a fancy purse, she's probably the one who is the most insecure mm-hmm. in the room. And I literally, it, it, I was like, oh my goodness, fake blonde hair, trying to dress really nice. 
wearing the shoes, carrying the purse. And I literally remember reading to Emily, an elementary school student. I was like, who does this sound like? <laughs> I was like, let me read you a description. Who is this woman? And, and I said, fake blonde hair, blah, blah, blah. And she goes, well, mom, that's you. And I was like, oh, <laughs> right. So I will never forget that moment. And I'll never forget reading that in that Beth Moore book. And it was it was like God was saying, there are things going on in your story. They have been going on since you were a very young child. It's time to break. And I started moving into that um, quest for freedom, right? To knock out the giant completely. And I will say, while it wasn't completely punched down, I will say that God um, used that time of starting that journey because yeah. little did I know that I would be literally leaving my whole crew at 50 some years old and moving to a new town where I have to make all new friends, new church, the whole thing has to be brand new. I'm going to go back into those parties where I am the woman who knows nobody. Mm -hmm. And the way the waves of insecurity started coming back on me, I literally had to go back and say, it's because you got the fake blonde hair and you're trying to wear the right shoes and you're carrying the right purse. And I realized how much easier it was for me to get through things now in this season, yeah. because God was already dealing it with it in the past season. Mm -hmm. So it's interesting giants that keep coming back. It's almost like when I read that Beth Moore book, it was like the lion. Right. And then I'm mm -hmm. sure along the way it was the bear. And then eventually while I was here, it became Goliath. And mm -hmm. now that thing, I, I truly am living free from that. And I'm very grateful, but it, it's just interesting. I will never forget reading that book to Emily. I thought you were going to say, it sounds like Miss Debbie. <laughs> no, no, she said me. She looked right at me, mom. She's like, well, that's you. I was like, oh. And I literally was like, I know. Oh my goodness. It's me. <laughs> so it was a great moment, but um, yeah. So that would be my story. Right. And I learned in this journey who the authority is. And I right. learned in this journey what to determine the lie versus the truth and mm -hmm. um, and that God's plans are higher and that I, you know, whatever purse I carry, right, whatever color my hair is, I can walk in the authority of the Lord and I don't have to bow to the giants that come my way. It's funny, Laura, you and I have such parallel lives in so many, <laughs> so many ways with the insecurity, but that was certainly... That was certainly me. Mm -hmm. But the example I wanted to share was I can remember um, I grew up going to a very large Northeast Philadelphia high school, public high school, and um, very different from your small Christian school in, in every way. Right. Yes. But in high school and also in my youth group, we had a, a really large youth group, but I would say just a handful of kids that actually were there because of Jesus. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? It was like, it was, it, it was a great place for kids getting to hear about Jesus, but it was, um, it just the time it was very seeker oriented and, but there was a small handful of kids that would actually read their Bible. So I was surrounded by a lot of peers that did not agree with my moral convictions, right? So if they're set by the word, you're definitely going to stand out as different. Mm -hmm. And I remember just taking a hard knock in high school and then going to university of Delaware and again, getting hammered by the people I was one of my peers because of my particular beliefs of what was right and what was wrong and where I would stand up for what was right. It, I felt like the salmon going upstream, like yeah. everybody's saying, she's so weird. You know, she's just and criticizing me. Yeah. yeah. And, and some of it was coming from Christians, mm -hmm. right? They just were not comfortable with 
they part of it they just were new, right? They didn't really know what the word said or they weren't really caring what the word said. Mm-hmm. But I just I just felt like the giants were always harassing me for doing the right thing. So now I'm in my 50s and I, I'm, I'm a pastor, so I have pl- positions where I can speak, mm. right, with some authority in like a group setting. And I am still encountering people in the church group, right, like in the body of Christ who don't share the same personal convictions. Because you and I know that just because you're in the church doesn't mean everybody is still aligning their values with biblical standard. Mm-hmm. You know, things are just getting whitewashed all over the place. And and people can be cruel with their mm-hmm. words and they're criticizing. Mm-hmm. I think people today are maybe not as bold to your face, but behind you. Mm-hmm. Very, very bold in mm-hmm. criticizing people. And how am I different? I don't enjoy being criticized, but it used to really rock me mm-hmm. in high school and college because I, I just was too wrapped up in worrying about people's opinions of me. And God has those lions and bears, he did some big work in yep. me in my twenties. So now I'm not thrilled if somebody criticizes me now, I don't enjoy it, but I no longer like lose sleep over it. Right. That's right. Right. That's right. And I don't change my demeanor. I don't change my view in order to accommodate somebody else's mm-hmm. opinion. Mm-hmm. So I look back at those giants and I, I, they still yell loudly at times, but they don't carry the same authority in my thinking that's as right. they used to. That's yeah. right. Amen. Amen. All right, let's keep going. Uh, Picking up in verse 41. Meanwhile, the Philistine with his shield bearer in front of him kept coming closer to David. He looked David over and what he saw was that he was little more than a boy, glowing with health and handsome and he despised him. Hmm. That's a whole story right there. Mm -hmm. He said to David, am I a dog that you would come out with me at your sticks? And the Philistine cursed David by his gods. Come here, he said, and I'll give your flesh to the birds and the wild animals. Now there's so much to this. Mm -hmm. Um, But what we see is that the giant Goliath is trying to get David to take his focus off of what God has told him to do and put his focus onto the things that were true in the natural, right? The things Mm -hmm. that, the things that Goliath starts pointing out are not things that are not true, right? How do, how do we see Goliath responding to David? The first thing that he starts doing is uh, looking at David's age, right? Mm -hmm. Truth is, yes, he was younger. David was young. We don't know how old Goliath was, but the first thing Goliath says is like, yeah, his age. Yeah. He's, he's no competition. Clearly I'm going to smash him. Mm -hmm. He's so much younger than me, right? Truth he is younger than you. He's trying to say, David, why don't you focus on the fact that you are younger than me? Clearly you mm-hmm. have no authority here, right? Ooh, ouch. The authority mm-hmm. was never David's, right? It is God and he carries it. But the other thing he says, um, and this is, this is just crazy. Every word is so important. He's like, you come at me with sticks, right? Mm-hmm. You come at me with a sling and a stone truth. He's not coming at him the way others did. He's coming at him with a sling and a stone or five stones. And here we've got Goliath focusing on that because he's trying to get David to say, oh my goodness, like, what am I doing? I'm coming here with stones and a sling, you know, like what in the world am I doing? And then turn around and run. And don't we do that sometimes? Like at that last moment, like, whoa, God told me to do this. Am I crazy? Right. And we want to turn around and run. So the giants try to take our focus off of what God has called us to do and his authority and put it back on the natural things. Mm. 
it's a matter of perspective. When your perspective is focused on the natural, you give authority to the natural and then you lose, right? Because we know you can't defeat it in the natural. If your perspective is coming at it from a spiritual perspective, that the authority is from the Lord and you know that he always wins, then you have power over your giant. So again, if you feel like you're the punching bag for these giants, start stepping back and saying, God, do I see what is, what's the phrase people like to use? Do I see the mountain or do I see the one who moves the mountain? Amen. That's the one right. that spoke and created the mountain. It comes right. down to the perspective on what seems, what seems uh, really important. It's not going to be the natural. Yep. Let's, right. let's read on in 45. David says to the Philistine, you come against me with sword and spear and javelin. That's truth, right? But I come against you in the name of the Lord almighty, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. So Goliath, your beef is not with me. It's with Lord Almighty. This day, the Lord will deliver you into my hands and I will strike you down and cut off your head. Talk about details. Yep. And this is, they're still yelling at enemy lines at this point. This very day, I will give the carcasses of the Philistine army to the birds and the wild animals and the whole world will know that there is a God in Israel. This is a really brave statement from a young man. Yeah. yeah and exactly. I'm like, where's the Israelites? They're probably back That's there right. going, oh, we're dead. We're dead. You know, because remember, right. this is a duel. Yeah. You send your champion, I send my champion. Yeah. And your small boy with his stick with a stick <laughs> is saying all this stuff. Like, why don't yeah. you just poke the bear? Yeah. Just poke the bear. And they know that if David loses, they all it's a winner takes all. That's right. So I don't know, but I could picture the Israelites going, oh, we're doomed. We're doomed. Mm. <laughs> this is so bad. Giants like to focus on their power mm. and, and they do have power. Mm-hmm. They do have power. But David was focusing on God's power. That's right. That's right. And totally that's different what we perspective. Need to do. Exactly. Yep. Because we're going to face giants too. We're going to face struggle spots and the battle is going to rage in our story and we're going to have our stick, right? And we're going to refuse Saul's armor and um, as the battle is raging, we need to keep our focus like David had. And I think mm-hmm. that's, that's, I think right there is a key, right? It's easy for us to start with the focus, that word keep, like maintain, <clears throat> which obviously we know comes from abiding in the word, abiding in the vine, mm-hmm. but um, you got to keep that focus. First uh, Samuel 17, 47 says, all those gathered here will know that it's not by sword or spear that the Lord saves. For the battle is the Lord's and he will give all of you into our hands. David, before he even goes into the battle, is declaring the victory and giving God the credit. And I think one of the reasons, and this is true with us and our our giants, when we come, like I can come up against something that clearly I can handle on my own, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not going to go out there and just say, hey, uh, God's going to take care of this because everybody be like, yeah, well, you can take care of that, you know, because, right. but when you get into something where you're like, you cannot do it on your own mm-hmm. in the natural, it's almost, it's just so beautiful to come into something impossible, declaring that God is going to uh, do it and already giving God the credit. Mm-hmm. Why wait till the other side? Let's just start saying that God can and will do it in the place where we are that doesn't feel uh, Mm -hmm. (laughs) like it's something we can do on our own. Mm -hmm. And picking up in 48, as the Philistine moved closer to attack him, David ran quickly towards the battle line to meet him for 40 days, right? No one has run. That's right. It's been, they fled, right? They fled (laughs) in fear. 
reaching into his bag and taking out a stone, he slung it and he struck the Philistine in the forehead. The stone sank into his forehead. What is a disgusting Ouch. visual, but yeah. And then he fell face down on the ground. So David triumphed over the Philistine with a sling and a stone. Without a sword in his stand, hand, he struck down the Philistine and he killed him. So he ran over and stood over him. He took the hold of the Philistine sword, remember, because he didn't even have one. And he drew it from its sheath. And after he killed him, he cut off his head with the sword. This was not uh, an arm wrestling match. This was not a sword fight. This was not even, honestly, Laura, I feel like I've watched this every week, an Eagles game that goes back and yes, forth, back yes, and yes. forth, back and forth. Yes. This was a decisive strike That's right. against the giant. That's right. And that's because the authority of the, our enemy, right, and the authority of any giant that comes against us is no mm -hmm. match for the authority of the Lord in our lives. Mm -hmm. And how do we win, right, these battles? How do we win this decisive strike? Or how do we see God's victory in our stories, right? It all comes down to the truth. Mm -hmm. uh, we've got to make sure that we're using the truth, the word of God. The armor of God tells us what is our offensive weapon, right? It is the word of God. It's our sword and the power of the Holy Spirit when we battle our giants. It's so beautiful, right? We've got the truth and we've got the power. And when mm -hmm. we use the truth and the power, then our giants cannot stand. Mm -hmm. They will fall. No I love option. That. I love no it. No option. That's right. So, Laura, we have one more week to wrap up um, this teaching on David and Goliath. I don't know. It, it, there's there's some things that we've said in the last two podcasts that, in my mind, I'm going. I might want to go back and look at that one more time because there's another phrase in there that catches mm. my attention. But for the podcast sake, we're running out of weeks in January. <laughs> so we're going to just review from today. Right. This is where we encourage you guys as you're listening get your journal, get your Bible. And this is about your giant, right? What is God challenging you in your life to be able to apply? So what is your giant that stands in opposition to what God's desire is for you? What is pulling you away from intimacy with him? What is the giant doing that's manifesting a negative thought patterns in your head or a particular emotion that you have just a hard time dealing with? It's overwhelming you. Maybe there's some unhealthy behaviors, habits that, you know, you're you're at the end of January, you know, getting close to the end of January. What was your um your resolutions that you've already gone? Well, that lasted, you know, two weeks. What are some of those unhealthy behaviors that you just know God wants you to stop? Mm -hmm. What are areas in relationships that mm -hmm. there are some behaviors that need to change there too? What are the giants in your life? Yeah, and and as you write down the giants, or you continue to think about the things God's given you already in this series. It's, we have to be encouraged. And I love uh, take like the scripture that, or reference that would say, but take heart, right? Be mm -hmm. encouraged, take heart. Because just like David um, didn't rely on his own strength and didn't rely on anybody else's tools or anybody else's armor, which man, don't we get that today? Just try this. Mm -hmm. This will work. This will work. It's a new thing to do, right? David didn't rely on all the other things. Um, he chose to rely on God's authority, right? God's mm -hmm. strength. And we can be encouraged to stand in the authority that God has placed in us as his children, just like David was able to stand in that authority as well. And so with the giant in front of you, the key to victory is recognizing that this battle is not mine. It's the Lord's. I yes. need to get behind him. 
Yes. Right. And, and the way he wants me to battle, I need to battle his way. I'm surrendering my right to be angry, my right to lash back, to fight in a natural sense, which comes so easily. Right. Yes. But I'm surrendering to your way that you want me to deal with this God. And Mm -hmm. as I do that, and I stand under his authority, those giants are definitely going to fall. That's right. So as you're facing your giants, remember, remember that same authority that was in David, God's authority in him is the same person of the Holy Spirit, the same presence of God who is in you today. So you have everything that you need to be able to battle these um, giants. It's not like God was stronger in the Old Testament than he is today. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. So stand firm and be courageous knowing that God's with you. Don't rely on your own strength. Don't rely on the armor of others. We're definitely... We benefit from being surrounded by people of like-mindedness who trust mm-hmm. their lives to him. But at the end of the day, Laura Prano is not fighting the giant in my life. That's right. She may pray for me, but she, you're not the one right. fighting for me. That's I need right. to be able to stand up That's in that right. authority of, of scripture and of, and of God and be able to stand up and fight my own giant. That's right. So open your Bibles, guys. Go back to first Samuel 17 and a challenge, you know, we're just challenging to take, take some time and really ask the Holy Spirit. Have I been battling under my own authority or yours? That's right. And see what he says. See what he says as you continue on. So next week, Laura, it's um, quite an exciting wrap up to this because I think a lot of people stop reading about David and Goliath at this point. Yes. What we're going to talk about next week, bringing down, uh, just destroying the generational giants. Amen. Because we see that happen. We see that happen with David and Israel. All right, guys. From Laura and myself, thanks so much for being part of us on this part part of this journey with us with Giants. We look forward to regrouping next Monday as you download and share with your friends. Yep, we'll see you then. Thanks for being with us. We believe that God will use what we share to encourage you as you step into the more that he has prepared for you today. Thank you for joining us. Until next time, remember, you were created for more.